welcome to the Come Together Podcast. We are your hosts, Danielle Adams and Liz Turner. We wanted to make a podcast that highlights individual family members so we could all get to know each other better. Hey, family. We've got Kim and Adam joining us on the podcast. Welcome, you guys. Hey, thanks. Hey, thank you guys We're so, so much. excited. Hey, hey. So how did you two meet? I want to hear the story. Okay. I'll let her take this one. I said, I'll, I'll chime in with <laughs> changes if I need to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we were in a singles ward together. And I'm like, that's, it just always feels really cliche. So um, sometimes I like wish we met at Ikea because he worked there and I'm like obsessed with shopping at Ikea. But no. So we were in the singles ward together and they would have like new people stand up. So he just was there for the summer. So he like, all right, you know, reading their records, have you stand up. He had like bleach blonde. His mom used to bleach his hair all the time. Bleach blonde. Now I don't have it anymore. Now he doesn't have <laughs> enough to bleach. So he had bleach blonde hair and, you know, like rolled up sleeves. And I was like, oh, I bet you that guy is like a Vivint, which is so funny because you did end up spelling Vivint. <laughs> <laughs> she sized you up. <laughs> That's one of those summer sales guys that just hangs out in the hall during Sunday school with the pretty girl, whatever. <laughs> and uh, then like they were supposed to read my name in, I don't know if you were in the ward yet or not. But anyway, I was supposed to be called to be the Relief Society secretary. And they read in all the names of everyone to be sustained in sacrament meeting, and they did not read my name in. They did the president, the new president and her new counselors, and they didn't say my name, and I was, like, actually on the stand to speak. Mm. And so I was, like, trying to get the bishop's attention. Like, you forgot me. Anyway, he kind of, like, waved me off, and then later he's like, you know, see me after. So I went up to him after, and I said, oh, you changed your mind? He's like, no, God changed his mind. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, okay. And so he's like, he goes, you're going to be on the fellowshipping committee. And I was like, that is not a real calling. Like that is so, <laughs> just made this that is such crap. That's like the lamest calling. Anyway, he goes, so what we like to do with our fellowshipping committee is we like to have them go around once a week and try and visit all the people who've moved into the ward mm -hmm. over the last week. He goes, and you know, it's really hard. You know, we got a lot of people moving in. So we'd like to take the whole committee and divide up into groups and go visit as many people as we can, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I wasn't just on the committee. I was one of the like chair, chair. people. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the co-chairs. And so he goes, we just sustained someone on your committee today. Adam Thomas, here's his phone number. Give him a call. And that's like, I don't care if it's for my calling. I, I like don't call boys, but cool. So gave me his phone number. And I think I just left it to my co-chair, uh, Meryl. Oh, yeah, Meryl. Yeah. Forgot about that guy. And so Jeez. anyways, we would end up, we'd meet in the parking lot on like a Wednesday night and would divide up into groups. And he was turned out to be quite funny and nice. Mm -hmm. um, and well, that's the thing is we'd go visit these people and... And Adam would be the same person with, like, that socially awkward girl that, you know, she wears, like, her her Renaissance dresses to oh, church. Yes. You know that vibe. Um, and he would be just as friendly and nice to her as, like, you know, the cool guys or the really pretty girls or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't, like, trying to put on a face for anybody. And I thought, well, that guy's pretty, like, he's the same with everyone. Genuine. Yeah, genuine. Yeah. That's exactly the right word. And, um... I was dating this other guy at the time, and he just was like, 
not a good match for me at all. But um, I was like, well, you can't just like break up with one person and then expect to automatically date the person that you want to. Like, what if he doesn't want to date me back? So anyway, I came to realize, like, I have to break up with him if there's somebody else I like more. And she was telling me this during when we go on fellowship committee time, she would tell me about... Steve. Oh, really? She didn't like him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank so I had like the inside scoop a little bit, you know, like I knew what was going on. And then also, like, I have major commitment issues. So I would be like dating a guy for a week or two and like, oh my gosh, if I don't break up with him now, what if he proposes someday and I just say yes? Because I don't feel, I don't want to hurt his feelings. So I'm like, I'd rather just end it now. And than- by this, I was his home teacher. That's even the funnier part. You were what? I was his, 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 home, I was his home teacher. Oh, my gosh. Oh my I was gosh. his home teacher. <laughs> so you had to help him with the breakup then, right? You're his shoulder to cry on. No, so this is the funny story. I was like, I remember she was like, I want to break up with him. I was like, sure, there's always me. No, no, you know? that was an email you was sent. Was it email? Yeah. Oh, okay. I broke up with Steve, and he emailed me and said, I heard you broke up with Steve. There's always me. It was a Facebook. It was Facebook. Facebook That's messenger. right. A Facebook messenger. It was like an email. The old like, school Facebook messenger. Old school. It was like a before, chat. It was you know, like, it was a like chat. the chat back in the day before yep. Messenger existed. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyway, uh, he doesn't remember doing that. You don't remember. You didn't remember that for a while. After I don't. I know. Dating. I had <laughs> to pull it up. I had to pull it up on mine. We'll get yeah. Facebook. We'll get Facebook memories with stuff like that. I'm like, I don't even remember doing that. Like <laughs> from like so 2009. And Kim, you eight, saw that message you know? and you said, "I'll take you up on that." I was that. like, "Oh my gosh! I guess he likes me." Uh, and then he got. And then he asked me out. Wait, what's the rest of the story? You the asked, Halloween party. Oh right. Okay. So he asked me out probably in September. No. It was October, October, early October, and I already had a date with some other guy. And so I had to be like, ah, dang it. No, I have a date with someone else. And I, like, called my dad to, like, freak out afterwards. I was like, the guy that I like just asked me out, and I had to say no. And he's like, that's probably for the best, Kim. Like, it's probably for the best that you look like you (laughs) you have plans. You're not just, like, sitting around doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, all right, all right. And then I invited him. We went to hear Wendy Nelson speak. And it was an institute thing. And so, as you can imagine, it was, like, crazy packed. Some mm-hmm. institute building she was married to him, downtown. No, she was married okay. to President Nelson, okay. yes. Um, and so, <laughs> we, like, I think I had a friend of mine save me seats. So I was like, if Adam's even there, it's there's just such a small chance that I even run into him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up sitting in front of me. No. And so, I know, and he came in with this girl, my one of my really good friends, Tiffany, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm sure he's sure. dating Tiffany. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Cody awesome. liked her. But he was date- she, Tiffany was dating his friend Cody, so they were yeah. just like... Uh, I was the I realized, third wheel, Yeah, he was the third wheel. So <laughs> I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm having a Halloween party. Do you guys want to come? Or what are your plans? And he was like, oh, I don't know. We're just party hopping, me and Cody and, uh, you know, wh- whoever else. And we'll just see if we can stop by. So we leave this institute thing with my roommate, Elise. She had a boyfriend. So I'm like, Elise, we got to throw a Halloween party. I just invited <laughs> Adam to a Halloween party. <laughs> you hadn't planned one. Oh, that's so hilarious. I hadn't no. planned one. So it was just me and her and her boyfriend. 
And then we would just like a bunch of people were out party hopping. So like friends of hers would kind of stop by. I had one friend of mine stop by and then a few friends of hers. And so by the time he came at like 11 p.m. Yeah, it was, it was late. <laughs> was we went to another party. Annoyed. So we were going, we were bouncing around. Like I was with my buddy. He was a little bit older than me. My friend Cody was probably like what? He was like in his early 30s. He was in his early 30s. He was a little bit older, right? Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, we're just going to go to sleep, you know, like. Like around ten thirty, I was like, "Dude, I'm like, oh, I still want to party, you know." So, I was dressed up as Billy Idol. Oh yeah, so my god, that Halloween. hair! That's perfect with your so, hair at that time. Yes. Yeah, it was great at the yes. time. Yeah. So, so, so he's all dressed up, and he comes over, and I think I was wearing like a blue and white polka dot shirt with ghost earrings. You were and Barbie something? Or? No, I wasn't anything. <laughs> okay. And so now he always gives me a hard time, like, "Oh, you don't dress up for Halloween?" I'm like, you saw me. <laughs> At my Halloween party <laughs> when I was single. If I'm not going to dress up then, it's not ever going to happen. That is so Because I so love Halloween. He so. It's your favorite holiday, isn't it, Adam? Oh, yeah. I love it. Halloween's awesome. Yes. I try to add to our decorations every oh. year. Do you, okay, so. with your Halloween decorations, do you yeah. go super spooky or like kind of cutesy Halloween-y? We try to find a happy medium. Okay. Yeah. yeah one thing I, I try do to appease her because I know she doesn't like like the gory stuff as much. Yeah. Like I would, I like, I want to make it like scary, but like maybe not like gory. Right. You know? mm -hmm. like, I just want yeah. him to choose like a um, create a scene oh, instead yeah. of doing like random stuff yep. here and there. Tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Totally. But yeah, no, I have I have really big issues with the Halloween stores that have like um, dead babies. Oh everywhere. yeah, it's I, like, so bizarre. Really get on a soapbox about that. I'm like, this I did not is know that was a thing. Majorly inappropriate. Yeah. Right. They do. It's, it's worse. My kids love them. I don't know who it is. What? It's so disturbing. You know, like the little demon babies? Oh, yes, yes, have, yes. Like, demon eyes. And then they'll have them like hanging uh, from nooses. They're like don't trying to this. do like the Rosemary's Baby thing, I think. Like the, I don't the demon like baby. I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't even yeah, go in I those stores like, though, yeah. so I'm, I'm not I going to talk. So this is the funny thing. Her family is like terrified. They get scared <laughs> of like scared. everything. <laughs> Me, Me and my, all of our kids, they, like, don't get scared. <laughs> like, we go to that place, they're, like, pushing the buttons over that and over That is not again. me at all. Just to, the, freaking, to just make the spider yeah, jump. Jump out, you funny. know what I mean? Olivia and Axel and Levi, I think, have all watched Stranger Things. They don't have nightmares. Not season three, but season one and two, they've watched all of it. They don't have any issue with scary movies. I was afraid of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I was. It's a kid so, so this tells you a story. This is Andrew, okay? This is like Kim, Kim and Andrew right here. So we go to like Thanksgiving Point, okay? And it's a haunted maze oh, no. at Thanksgiving Point, right? It's like nothing yeah, no, crazy, I'm out right? Right? <laughs> right? So Andrew, Andrew and Martha and me are going to go because Kim doesn't want to go, right? So they, they have this little opening at the beginning. It's like a coffin you walk through, right? And the person's like, we can get close to you as possible or whatever, right? We, You have no personal space. You know, so I walk through... I turn around. Andrew is just standing there, and they shut the door. And I go. I have to go through the maze by myself. No, they they left. So I'm like, I'm like this creeper, like just walking around this haunted maze, like this married man just walking around a porn maze by myself. So I was like, I guess I'm just gonna play as like the person who's in, the, who's part of the crew here. You know, I would just oh, scare what? people essentially. My. That's what I did the whole time is basically just scare people. I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, like 
<laughs> I'm in your boat, Kim. I do not do the scary haunted houses, haunted mazes, or whatever. No. But I had the funniest yeah. story. So when I was at the University of Utah, I was in film school. And my brother was at BYU going to film school as well. And he called me and he said, hey, can you fill in tomorrow on a film? And I was like, yeah, do you know anything about it? He's like, I don't know anything about it, but you just need to run sound for production. I'm like, great. So I go down there with gear and it's a zombie film. Oh, no. And it's a choose your own adventure zombie film. So it starts off like down in Provo at this warehouse. And it's not scary because it's a set. You know, all the lights are up and... I'm just running sound for people running and screaming. It's no big deal. So great. And then like, okay, well, the other half, the second half of the day, we're going to move to a new location. Like, oh, I didn't know that this was a two-parter, but whatever. I'm still free. And they're like, but this time we're going to go down to the Fear Factory yeah. oh, down in Salt Factory. Lake. Yes. It's a haunted warehouse. It's the best haunted house in right, Salt Lake. Right, right, right. And I knew exactly oh. what they were talking about. I'm like, I don't go to these places very specifically, like these things scare me, but they're like, don't worry, it's not going to be scary. Like all the animatronics, because everything would like pop out, like it was mechanical. And they were like, don't worry, everything's off because you can't have that stuff on when we're trying to shoot and everything. I'm like, okay, but all right. By the time we got down there and started to set up, the crew who run the Fear Factory at night were testing all of the animatronics or whatever. And so I would walk into a room to set up my microphone and things would pop out at me as I'm like oh my wrangling <laughs> these microphones and I have boom poles and the boom poles are flying through the air. And so, I mean, all of my gear keeps getting thrown and no. the whole time it was like me like shaking the boom and like throwing it in the air and people were like, okay, we'll cut, I guess. Cause now the boom's in the shot. I'm like, yeah, well things are jumping out at me. Like yeah, what right. do you want from me? And like we had to go in this like, crazy like great and there's things popping up to grab oh us and like i'm not in this film You're i'm like, not being chased i work here <laughs> why is this happening oh, needless no. to say like we did get through it but it was like i'm like well i'm just gonna stick to like post-production from now oh, on that's, so fun. that's the best one salt lake that one's awesome Awesome is one way to put it. <laughs> Adam's like, that's great. <laughs> Adam has cousins that go every year, and I'm always like, you really got to hook up with them. I know, and go, like, you have to invite me. I Because I, I don't have anybody to go with. I don't want to be the creeper by myself. A few more years and your big kids will be able to go with you. That's true. Yes. That's true. They'll probably love it. Oh, yeah. I won't be afraid at all. So she had her Halloween party. Yes. And then, oh, yeah. Sorry. And, and then I asked her on her first, I asked her on her first date after that. We ended up playing like Mario Kart. To like what, like yeah. two in the morning? Yeah, I had a wee. And then, yeah, as you were leaving, you're like, hey, you want to go out sometime? And I was like, sure. And then we went out like the next week. Yeah, like, but then he, going? at the end of that date, he asked me out again. And that was the first time I'd ever had a guy that like asked me out instead of like one date and you just were just going to hang out after that, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it was nice that he, I don't know, asked me out at least two or three times before we were like hang out dating. Yeah, right. So, right. And then, what, married a year later, essentially? Almost? Yes, and then he, yeah, we got married a year and two weeks after our first date, so yeah. very long time for... She wanted to get married sooner. She always blames me. I'm pretty you know, annoyed. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like, she thought I was going to propose, like, in, like, what, May? Yeah. And then I, I didn't propose till like, August. <laughs> because, so. because I'm a school teacher, and, like... Wouldn't it make sense to get married in the summer oh. when I'm off work? Oh, I see. But no, I, see. I had to use my vacation days. We got married over. We got married and then we had our honeymoon over over Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. Oh. So yeah, I had to use three personal days or whatever mm-hmm. instead of um, five. 
Because we went to Fiji. We went to Fiji, which was also a bad decision uh, just because the flight takes up a whole day. You lose a whole day. day. You know? So. How was Fiji when you got there? It was fun. Um, I, I think... If I could do it again, I'd go somewhere I was a little more familiar with mm. because you just don't really get to like, we just kind of went there and like planned activities once we were there. Oh, I see. And it turned out fine, but like, I didn't know what to expect or where we were going or how we were going to get around. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. we we lucked out, but yeah, still, it would have been nice we were to at, plan like, had more. a bunch of like activities you, would, you could pay for oh, cool. oh, that's every nice. day. Yeah. So and then obviously could... the dollars were double there. So yes. it was like, all right. Really yeah. Good. So like, anytime you'd see like $45 a person to do this activity, you'd be like, oh, $45 for two of us. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, oh, that's yeah, so awesome. Because we got two for one. So um, <laughs> everywhere you went. I love yeah. those exchange rates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, we, we, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. A couple yeah. things we did there. <laughs> like, there was a couple that I think they were there a lot. Mm. Were they New Zealanders? Or? There's a lot of people that are Kiwis. Yes, because that's, that's not too far. Yeah, it's like, it's like Hawaii for them. Yeah. Yep. And so um, there was this couple that was like, lived there a lot, and they would kind of throw events. So they're like, we, they planned this dinner, and... Uh, <laughs> The guy who was hosting the dinner, he was like, sometimes we have like 25 people and sometimes we only have a smaller group. But we're going to, every course, the women rotate around the table. So that way you're visiting, you're chatting with a different person. I think four times you'd move seats. And it was like, okay, that could be fun, but I'm on my honeymoon and I don't really want to like, I'm not here to meet people. I I don't know. It was really weird. Is this like a speed dating thing? I really don't need that right now. I mean, (laughs) they were all older couples, so it was like fine. But also, yeah, then then like the, the women that served us dinner and he's like, oh, don't tip them. That's like... Uh, like rude to tip them. And I'm like, no, you're treating these women like they're slaves. Oh. It felt like it that. Felt I was very, like, it was felt like that. Seriously, colon- I was like, did I go back like 150 years? Like major was, colonial vibes, really. And so yeah. yeah, and so I we did tip her, but like in secret under as, the table. Under the <laughs> like table. at the end, I was and like, she, here you go. You know what I mean? She I'm like, was Here's not like offended. Bucks. She was very grateful. <laughs> So, Kim, you mentioned being a teacher when you guys met. How many years were you a teacher? I taught school for five years. Um, So I always say like this, and it doesn't line up perfectly, but I think one year totally single, one year dating Adam, one year married, one year pregnant, one year with uh, Olivia. So Olivia was in uh, daycare the last year. So it's like obviously she was born in the middle of a school year, not exactly work out like that. But it helps me remember right all the f- how oh, the five right. years break down. Um, I went back like for two weeks after you had to be. Yeah, I did. Baby. Yeah, I went. I tried to. I wanted to have a baby in April so that I could just go on maternity leave and not have to go back. Yeah, but turns out you don't get to really choose. She was born in March. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> she was born at the yeah, end of that's March. Right, you guys. And yeah, so man. I took the this longest is... maternity leave that I could. Seven and a half weeks is how much vacation days, personal days, whatever, sick days. Yep. I had saved up all of them, put them in a little snowball of days. And uh, seven and a half is what I had. So I had to go back to school for two weeks. Which is like, um, you know, everyone's done anyway. Is, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I had um, a long-term sub and she was like, 
you guys better turn in all your work before Miss Thomas gets back because I don't even know if she's going to want to grade anything. So there was <laughs> literally nothing for me to do. She That's had awesome. all their grades were updated and what in, which champ. was so nice. What a champ. But yeah. I'm s- sitting there, no newborn baby to hold, just like bored out of my mind for those last two weeks. Like, I have nothing to do here. Oh, my God. And then they had an awesome on-site daycare. Oh, really? So Olivia went to the daycare there for a year. Yeah. And then I was lucky enough to get a student teacher that year. And um, so for that, she was only with me for, like, two months. But for those two months, like, if she was teaching, this is probably illegal, but um, (laughs) if if she was teaching, I would just leave and go see Olivia in the daycare. I think you were I don't on think, site. Yeah. yeah, it was on site. Yeah. I just don't think you're supposed to leave your student teachers for like uh, extended eh. periods of time because they're not licensed. <laughs> but whatever. What, what grade did you teach? I taught all high school grades: oh. um, interior design and sewing and fashion and adult roles oh. and child development one time and foods one time. She hated that. I hated that. Oh, really? I hated it. <laughs> Foods? Cooking, so. like the, what was it called? It was Start? called Pro Start. And That's it was right. an advanced cooking class, which I probably am not qualified to be teaching. <laughs> but also, <laughs> the, ki- the kids that take that class are, so, not all of them, but some of them can be so pretentious and so rude and so, like, know-it-all. Jeez. That was, like, they, major problems with authority. And, like I said, I don't, I'm not all that knowledgeable about culinary arts. And, like, sure, my dad owned a restaurant. He could have taught the class, but not me. <laughs> so, like, it would have, it was just kind of a disaster. Oh but anyway. My God. Okay, that's funny. You were teaching, like, fashion and design and sewing, that kind of, because I was going to ask you, what took you from teaching to now running a business for children's clothing? Like, what drew you to that? So I I don't know why I felt the need to, like, earn some money after (laughs) I, like, stopped teaching. I guess it was just, like, it's hard to go from, you know, bringing home a paycheck to, like, having to really cut back your finances a ton. So I was kind of like, well, what can I do just to, like at least give myself a little more spending money or wiggle room or whatever. And I had a few ideas and I just decided, oh, I was going to open an Etsy shop and I didn't know specifically for what. And I kind of had this idea of like, I'm so naive looking back, but I was like, (laughs) I'll just whatever I feel like sewing and I'll just add it to my Etsy shop. (laughs) And so I had like pillowcases on there for a while um some children's clothing some bloomers like nothing cohesive at all yeah and I named my shop olive as in like Olivia Mm -hmm. olive the things but you can tell that that's confusing to say to people all of the things and it sounds like you're saying (laughs) a-l-l all of the things and also initially I was kind of like anything I feel like sewing, maybe I'll do crib sheets, maybe I'll do, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so once I narrowed it down to clothing, eventually I changed the name to Little Olive Clothing because I can say that and people can figure out how to spell it. Yep. (laughs) And, you know, if you want people to look up your shop online and they ask you just by word of mouth, it is much easier to say and also tells you exactly what it is. Yep. Right, um, love that. I don't really remember how, but I started it when Axel was not quite a year old. I don't think I sold anything until 
June of the next year. Mm -hmm. And I made one sale (laughs) and then I didn't sell anything else until October. Mm -hmm. And so it was like definitely took some SEO some Instagram marketing. You can't, you can't just put things on Etsy. I don't know. I thought it was going to be so easy. Just like throw some things on Etsy and like, here we go. It's been five minutes and I haven't made a sale. Where, when do they start? So how has that been? Like, cause you do everything for your business, right? Yeah. Do you sew all your own garments and everything? I sew everything myself Whoa. right now. Um, I need to like sit down and figure out all the legalese, which is so boring to me. I don't want to be a business owner. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to do something creative. Yeah, that Hermes and Jean, though, it's you know, dragging you in. Um, I guess so. I guess so. So I have to sit down and Scott Hermanson, all all about it. No, I have to sit down and figure out how to. Um, like all the legal aspects so that I could hire help. Cause I don't know, I don't want to do yeah. like under the table stuff. Right, right, right. right um, but I always think my dream is like that, um, little condo your mom has in, uh, you know, help me with the name. Oh, of the in city, Monroe, Monroe. The apartment. Monroe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So like not necessarily the apartment above it, yeah. but just that shop. Oh, I just yeah. that like oh. to have like a small storefront and then that huge open space behind and like fill it with tables and have like all these moms have like a oh. fun playroom for kids. <laughs> so like bring your kids, you get paid by the item. So if you, you know, take as many breaks as you want to go play with your kids, you just get paid by how many items you sew yeah. and just have like a fun, like, sewing area and then like a small you know like little chinese room divider kind of thing and then there's the storefront in front so awesome so that's kind of my dream i wish i could move to monroe but probably (laughs) that's not the the place for me so i have to find something similar there's probably uh, a lot of kids in monroe maybe or might be the right no just kidding Maybe, maybe. Monroe is a wonderful place. Uh, is it? Oh my goodness. I am not a small town person. No, I'm not either. It is a oh, no? cute, cute shop. It's a very cute shop. Yeah, I agree. So, I actually feel bad because um, like my parents have done such a good job at renovating it, but I'm never I never go visit it. See, I'm the opposite. I love the small she town. The, oh like we've gone to the Monroe has a Pioneer Day parade. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we went there I've once. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm sure you guys have. And just things like that, which obviously I've never lived in a small town, so I don't know. Like a lot of our, you know, parents grew up in small towns and stuff, or at least Mm -hmm. they were hopping around, but they lived in small towns during some of them. And, and so you like hear the stories and stuff. It's always got such rose colored glasses on me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like this love of like small town would be so magical. Like I watch those like Hallmark movies and I'm like, that's exactly how it is. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Probably not, but you know, I I just dream about it. I know, yeah. (laughs) So Adam, what do you do for a living? What do I do? Yeah. So I work in a company called Clearlink. Oh, okay. So I'm on the phone doing like online sales. So I've been working there for, I've been there what, almost nine years coming up here in like a week. It's a long time. Wasn't, didn't plan on being there that long. Oh, you didn't? (laughs) Obviously. Uh, No, no. It was a uh, like, okay, you need something because you've been unemployed for a while back in 2009. Mm-hmm. We got to get some job. And so it was a temporary like, okay, someone, you know, a friend of a friend has this job. It's it's going to be, you know, not great money, but, you know, you'll, it'll be fine in the meantime. Yeah. And then he ended up like getting better and better and better at it. And 
and not really moving up, but moving kind of sideways into different departments that right. that were more lucrative. So, so I'm doing like I've done home security. Oh, I did that for four years doing like for selling for Vivint. Oh, okay, yeah. And like ADT, yeah. And then I just transitioned to do like more business to business. So I'm doing I'm talking to small businesses like setting up their internet, doing their, all their all their infrastructure, their internet, yeah, fiber, phone, yep, yep, TV, you name it. So. Okay. I know a lot of them have been like, you know, starting to open up more and more now with COVID kind of like ending. So Were you kind of put on pause with COVID or how did that work? No, like it was it was funny. I was transitioning like so I transitioned from home security to like business back like in September, so it was like I was a good change cuz home security was kind of slow for us. <laughs> Towards the end of the summertime, I was like, man, <laughs> I need a change, I think. I was getting worn out. It was slow. Oh. We lost some of our contracts. And so I was like, business is actually, it was actually a pretty good change and, you know, busier and yeah, I'm happier, right? So that's all that matters. So. Now, have you always been able to work from home or have you just started? No, I, I started March 17th last that year. That was when we did so it. So right when the, everybody probably started, I'm sure, right? You guys, yeah, right? we did too. Yeah, so. we shut down. But he had, you, you had the option. I had the option to, like, they had talked about it before a little bit. So I had a few guys on my team that were doing it already for about six months or a year before that. And then finally they transitioned everybody to go to work from home. They were like, okay, once everything hit, they were like, we're going to send you guys all home in increments. And they got it within like a week, I think. Everybody was working from home. Do you think you'll go back to being in an office? If we do, I think I'd be hybrid. I think I maybe would maybe go in like once a week, maybe. You know what I mean? Or maybe twice a week. And it helps with their relationship, too, sometimes. Their <laughs> separation for a couple hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, I'm sick of yeah. seeing your face. No, That's what's kidding. weird is, yeah, you just, like, never say goodbye. You never say hello. It's like, hello, I'm going to go downstairs in the basement. See you later, you know? It's like, about the, the jaunt of the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange, yeah. Has it been easier having Adam home, though, Kim? So... It was super nice initially because back uh, Ivy was still taking two naps a year ago. Mm -hmm. I usually hate two naps a day because that makes it so your only time to leave the house is like maybe a couple of hours in the morning and in the middle of the day and then maybe after the other nap. Right. But since he was working here, I could leave her sleeping and I had so much freedom <laughs> that I like never had before. Yeah. So I was like, I can grocery shop alone and it was great. Now mm. she's down to one nap. And so it's it's usually I use that time to work because she's so busy. She's, she's our, so she's our busy. busiest kid. Oh, by really? <laughs> Ways. I don't. It might just be the house we live in because it's bigger oh. and has more things to climb on, furniture to climb on. Plus you have three other siblings to like look at and say, hey, they're doing For that. Sure. I want to do that too. <laughs> I'm always like, like none of our kids learn to do that until they're like three. Yeah. It's like 18 months old. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. But that's been fun being at home because I've been able to see her more, right? Yeah. Her grow up more, like being her all around her all day, right? So it's awesome. She's like loves dad. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> she Aww. really does. So <laughs> I love Yeah, that. she's so cute. Oh, thanks. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys about um, a little bit like about your children and stuff. Like when you guys first had Olivia and like you became parents, what were some of the things you guys were kind of like either blindsided by or like how did new parenthood change you? I don't want to say <laughs> in front of Elizabeth. <laughs> 
I'm kidding, but no. I looked at Olivia and I was like, I think I just ruined my life. And it it wasn't that I did. (laughs) It was such a shock to go from total freedom. This is the dumbest thing, but I was like, I can't run into a 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee anymore. And I know that that like clearly represented something different than an actual Slurpee. Right. But you know, just like you have to get the car seat out and like haul it in and you all you need is a Slurpee and you just have to take this giant thing with you. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I didn't really think about that that's so temporary. To me, it was like, I'm going to be hauling this car seat around for the rest of my life. And uh, obviously that was not true. But like, I always say with Olivia, it took me like a while to get from one to 10, like loving her, you know, let's say you max out loving your kids at a 10. You start out at a one. It took me a few weeks to go from one to 10. Mm-hmm. And then with Axel, it like automatically started at a five because mm-hmm. you've had a kid before and you kind of like, you're, it's not such a shock to your system and you, you get it more. Um, and then like the competing love for a while, I was like, felt kind of annoyed that everybody else was playing with Olivia and I was stuck nursing the baby that didn't like interact with me. Um, but I still like, I loved him at a five and you get to a 10 and it was a lot easier to get from five to 10 when I already had experience with one other kid. So I was pregnant with Olivia in a sex education class where I was learning to be a sex education teacher. So if that makes sense. Yeah. I taught it, uh, for adult roles, which I taught for Mm. two years, I think. Um, and so I was in this class and she's like, the woman teaching it is just like, oh my gosh, you know, those babies aren't viable until whatever weeks, 24 weeks, but just that you feel such a connection with them. And she was like, knew I was pregnant. I think I was in the twenties somewhere. And I was like, I don't though. And I feel really (laughs) sick. I just felt sick for 40 Mm, weeks and I didn't feel a connection with my baby. So like, Some people do, and that's great, and some people don't, and that is also okay because everybody is different. Did you have a lot of morning sickness and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the sickness with Olivia? I was... Or was that? mm, I don't know. I... Olivia or Levi, I was sick for the whole 40 weeks with her. The only time I wasn't was with Axel. I was only sick for six weeks and it was magical and it went away and I felt just like a normal person with a big belly, but that's fine. (laughs) Elizabeth had a long period of morning sickness. Are Are you over it, Elizabeth? Are you still... Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I I hear about people being sick the whole time, and I'm like, I cannot complain at all. Like, I... <laughs> no, yeah, like, I like, don't know what I would do. It like, got that better. would be so hard. It got better to where it's, like, tolerable, and, like, you can kind of forget about it throughout the day, but it's never totally gone. It was never told, mm-hmm. like, you know... You always if you have don't, that bag oof. in the passenger side. Uh, yeah, oh. like oh, once I stopped throwing up multiple times a day <laughs> oh with Olivia, gosh. but then we, we went on a trip to Las Vegas and we flew because my uh, the school district was paying for it. Mm-hmm. It was like a conference in Las Vegas. And the lady who I was sitting next to was like, I don't know, kind of my boss. It's very confusing with teaching to know who exactly is your boss. But she was the lady at the district that was in charge of like all the family and consumer science classes. So she was a big deal. And she was talking and talking and talking. And I'm just like, 
trying to focus on not barfing and you want to just be like, please, I just need quiet right now, you know? And she just kept talking and talking. And finally I was like, I think I'm going to need a barf bag. (laughs) So she got one for me. I just like totally threw up on the plane. (laughs) And I've never, I've never done that. I mean, I get motion sick, but I've never gotten air sick like that to where I just was like, and so then one of the other guys that was there, his wife was also going to the conference, so he was on our flight. Adam was on a different flight, but he was on our flight, and he was like, I'm a nurse, and she should be smelling rubbing alcohol. That, like, helps when you're yep. feeling really nauseous, so he had some rubbing alcohol wipes, so I kind of just, like, not get high, but, and you know. did it help? Just, yeah, just, like, enough to um, get me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so embarrassed. Oh, so embarrassing. Oh. But even though I wasn't super sick the whole time, it's a lot easier to set me off, so. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, With we the, got four. We're done. You're done. So. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> nice. Four is a good number. Yeah. Four. Yeah. That's yeah. It's pretty typical. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So Adam, what about you? What do you feel like having a kid? How did that change you? Um, I feel like you know, obviously it's for it affects her probably obviously more than me, right? Because she obviously has the baby, but um, I feel like you're. Maybe like more like you're you obviously like you're living your priority is not yourself anymore, right? right? Like it's not like this person like you have this person that like you're in charge of, right? Like you're like, okay, I gotta provide for this person, I gotta make sure that they're you know, have all the food and healthy and that's probably the biggest thing, is that that, that right there, just that mentality change, you know what I mean? Like Right. It's just one of those Hard to describe. When the baby's born, that's when you're like, "Oh man, this is real. This is really <laughs> happening." You know what I mean? It's it's like experience. You can't like it's an experience. It's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then every other time it happened, it was just like, "Oh man, here we go again." You kind of get excited. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, "Oh man, this is awesome." You know? <laughs> She's obviously it's not for her, but you know, I'm over here like, "All right," you know, like. <laughs> No, having babies is fun. Going to yeah. the hospital and having... I had four epidurals. Yeah, she like, does like that part. Kamisha also said she had four epidurals. Yeah. I was like, no, that's that's a really fun day for me. Except, I mean, I would get like sometimes a little bit nauseous um, in labor. But for the most part, it's like people are visiting. I'm very extroverted. So like people are talking yeah. to me all day. <laughs> I'm the center of attention. And then at the end... They bring you, me food. I can't eat oh, food. No. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? You got food? No. The, um, I'm just right now thinking of how I'm going to sneak food in because oh I'm gosh. a very snacky person. And the fact, like, a doctor telling me I can't eat isn't going to work for me. Yeah. With <laughs> Axel, I was like, we are having this baby before uh, dinner time is, like, when Olivia was born at 6.30 at night, by the time, like, you know, they have to clean the baby mm-hmm. up and move you to another room. Some hospitals don't do that anymore, but they'd move you to another room. And by the time you're all settled and, you know, everything's cleaned up and you're ready, it was like 9 p.m. and the kitchen was closed and I didn't get to have any food. My mom brought me some tomato soup because by then I hadn't eaten for like over 24 oh. hours. So I couldn't handle anything super heavy. Yeah. But so with Axel, I was like, I'm having this baby before the kitchen closes. And he was born at 2, 2.30 p.m. And I was, there's a picture of me. Um, I look pretty good after Axel was born, except I have a chocolate chip on my lips. I love it. 
<laughs> yes. I was like, give me the chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, um, Ivy was born in like three in the morning. Ivy was born, yeah, because I didn't start, I've never gone into labor. Oh. So I didn't get induced until 7 p.m. So she was born yeah. at 3 a.m. Wow. That yeah. was a long night. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know what labor even really feels like because then I can be like, oh, that was, I felt that contraction. So let's chop, chop, get an epidural before I feel any more. That's great. You had like a uh, fairly, I mean, tolerable labor. That you yeah. were able to enjoy yeah. it. Like, yeah. Pretty easy, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, a question I have for you guys I was looking at your Facebooks and stuff. I love seeing all the posts of you and your kids. Absolutely adorable. What is like a personality trait of each of your kids that you love and that's unique? Okay, so um, Olivia, she's like so rule abiding, law abiding, like good person. She doesn't (laughs) want anyone to ever break a rule or... she will like stand up for we we were at Chick-fil-A one time and there was like a girl with special needs but she didn't look like she had special needs she mostly looked um like every other kid she wasn't verbal she's like nonverbal and she kind of wanted to go down the slide but she was a little bit scared so she climbed up to the top of the slide and was like didn't want to go down Olivia was trying to help her and these boys were just like get out of the way and I can't remember <laughs> what they were calling her names or something and she was like she is not weird or something I think it was weird go get out of the way weirdo and she she is not weird. She has special needs. <laughs> she is like six or seven and just telling yeah. off these boys. Oh my so she God. has like a good sense of justice. Yes. And then Axel, he is, he'll always say he's my tender boy. He just loves me and he wants to hug. Oh. And I tell him all the time, like, it's okay that you are going to, you know, not like me so much when you're teenagers. I just want you to know that it's all right and I'm going to be fine with it and you can be <laughs> mad at me. And he's always like, I'm going to love you when I'm a teenager because I'm so tender hearted. <laughs> what a sweetie. Oh my gosh. And then Levi is like, he's also a sweetie, but he's not as open about it he's very cool he's like mom i just want you to snuggle me okay? he does want to be snuggled all the time but i think it's just um because of the you know middle child mm-hmm. and also i'm home with all these other kids all the time that have other needs so he'll be like if adam's out coaching baseball he'll be like mom come snuggle with me and like i've got ivy and i've got <laughs> olivia over here and i just you know he wants that one-on-one time because it's hard to find when you're a five-year-old who doesn't need a lot of help with stuff. Yep. And so, um, but he is, he's more reserved. He doesn't talk to his preschool teacher. I think he didn't talk to his preschool teachers for like a year. And now he's finally Which opening. Which funny because at home he is like, ah, Yeah, ah, but ah. he's funny and he likes friends. The funnest thing ever is he just... He says it's not a crush. I feel like it's kind of a crush. He just got his first crush on a girl. <laughs> my my friend and Nicole and I, we don't get together a ton, but, you know, every few months we get together. And we, we hadn't seen each other, I don't know, maybe the whole pandemic. Yeah. And we're starting to feel, like, safer. You know, we're both really cautious. So she came over with her two kids to play. And... uh Levi just would not stop talking about Addie and she's a year older than him so she's in kindergarten and she's six and she's tall too and so she looks like she's two or three years older than him but they played Nintendo together and you know he was like if Addie comes over again to play with me 
I will let her be player one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is love at five oh, years old. Like, letting them have first player. Like, that is, oh, that no, is right? like the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice. That is hilarious. <sighs> now, did you guys both have crushes when you were that young? Do you remember? No, oh, I do. Oh. I did. For sure, yeah. So I, I had a girl named Jessica Bailey. <laughs> And I remember all the, I still remember the name. Isn't that funny? So I remember it was, uh, we would, I would actually go lay in the middle of the street and then the order start playing. She would have to kiss me. And I was five years old. My mom's like, I remember that every day you just lay in the middle of the street until she came in and kissed you. Then you go play. And I'm like. Hey, whatever, I guess. Uh, well, you know, that is hilarious. Like, I don't remember a ton, but I do remember a little bit, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Laying out in the street waiting for a kiss, man. I know, uh, right? To be a kid again. I, know. I I was never, like, very, like, you have to kiss me like that. I, my crush was, like, I only hung out with boys when I was younger, pretty mm-hmm. much. And my best friend was Connor, and Connor had a cool dog, and his parents were really cool, and they had a slide, they had a hot tub, and they would always give us SpaghettiOs in the hot tub. And it was like, oh, I couldn't get enough of Connor. (laughs) I just wanted to hang with him. Right, right. You just wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I think is for Levi, because his brother and sister will be like, you have a crush on Eddie. And he's like, it's not a crush. I think he just... She's a girl, and I had fun playing with her. So, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're figuring it out. <laughs> and then I think for Ivy's biggest personality trait is just she seems like she's got a really good sense of humor. I don't know. She's super funny. Oh. Yes. Um, she's so she funny. knows, like, she, she bit her own hand today because she chats with me when she wakes up from a nap before she gets out of her crib. And she's like biting her hand I said are your teeth hurting you and then she just knew that was funny so she was kept biting her hand and just laughing and laughing like why would someone bite their own hand that's just <laughs> weird <laughs> she is funny so she is funny she's a comedian yeah. Yeah. comedian at the end there oh that's awesome now how many siblings do you have Adam I have three brothers three brothers are you the youngest so I'm the third of four okay third of four yes and they're all taller than me. I was I was really tall, so I haven't grown since I was like twelve years old. Oh, yeah, that's me. I was really tall when I was twelve. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like you saw the, the Deacon's line. It was like small, <laughs> small, and this huge candy. You know, and, so. Yeah. Is what it is, right? So, Adam, you're coaching baseball. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Okay. How long have you been doing that? So I coached Axel for what is it? Three years now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, not consecutively necessarily. No, I think you like, did one year, took a year off, and then you've done two, two or three two in, or three a three in a row. So this year is like I've done like coach pitch. Last year was like machine Mach- pitch. So like they're still learning, right? Yeah. Like learning how to throw and like you're learning the rules. Some kids are obviously ahead of other kids, right? Right. Just developmentally and learning what it is. So this year it's 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 gonna be interesting because they get half the year's machine pitch and then half the year's kid pitch mm. so i have to teach the kids how to pitch way cool so that's where it's like i'm like all right are yeah. they hitting it on the little t no it's, oh, it's gonna be they're gonna, gonna be, throw it they're gonna be like half the year's gonna be machine pitch where they, the machine throws the ball and then they oh. and then like may 10th it's gonna be kid pitch only which is gonna be oh my gosh <laughs> really we'll see how many innings we get through because i'm like the game the gonna... if the ball is close to your guys like body just swing because they're gonna call a strike like 
like they're not gonna be consistent at this point. You know what I mean? Just so sweet. let's just get through this. Oh. Yeah, like we did tryouts last Monday. Like we had to like go, and it was freezing oh. outside like oh. that day. And we had to go watch all the kids like bat and throw. And I'm like, my buddy's one of my best friends is helping me coach. And I'm like, let's just figure out the kids who can like get a mixture of like kids who can hit and kids who can actually throw the ball like far. You know what I mean? Like, and then we'll have a good mixture. And then, yeah, I was teaching them how to pitch. Yep. So I was like, all right, here's the here's the first principle of pitching, right? And it's just like, just get it to the plate. Like, just get it there. Let's try to teach you yep. how to throw the ball that far at this point. And then we'll get to the other parts. So, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it'll be, uh, half of this is going to be really good. Half of this is going to be pretty long, I think. You know, like, yeah, the games are going to go from all right. fun to watch to We're going to live at the painful. baseball field because Levi plays and then Olivia's doing softball. So we're oh. going to be like, every night of the week is going to be insane. Probably from like April 5th to like Memorial Day, it's going to be just baseball and softball every night. Okay, yes. well, cool. So. Now, did you play baseball? Because I know you play golf, right? Yeah, I played baseball. I played baseball up until I was like 15. Oh, wow. Right before you get to high school. So, yeah. That's awesome. So I played in Draper, Southeast Valley League for a long time. He also was a umpire True. from the time he was like 16 until, until we, we were like, married. Like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we were dating, I'd go and watch him umpire, which I know sounds super clingy <laughs> and lame. But like, <laughs> if it's if, if it's yeah. nice weather, you go bring a book or whatever yeah. and sit out and... Just it was read. a good second job, like, for yeah. money, you know what I mean? It was oh, entertaining, yeah. too. So. And so I'd go and just hang out and watch him umpire, which was, you know, pretty boring if you don't know the kids that are even playing. <laughs> so, like I said, I'd read a book. But then it was funny because the people you're sitting behind don't know you're, you know, that you're friends oh. with or dating the umpire. And they right. hate the umpire, like, <gasps> 90% of the time. Bad and call so or whatever. you'd be sitting there and they'd be like, ah, ugh, stupid ump, you don't know what you're doing. And then, you know, a few innings would go by and then I'd go over in between like the whatever inning stretch and yeah. I'd go over and say hi. And you could just see people being like, oh, crap, I've been talking crap about this guy. And she was sitting behind me the whole time. <laughs> and the best was once these three ladies that were talking about um, how cute his booty was and didn't realize that I was sitting behind them. <laughs> they were like, you know, moms in their 40s and just like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Uh, I was like, yep. That's why he's Too bad he's taken, ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Umpire is fun, though. You have to have thick skin. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to. You know, people are just like, I feel like I, the younger the kids are, the worse the parents really? are. Really? It's so weird. Like, they're eight and nine, an eight and nine-year-olds, you're like, dude, your kid, like, he's just learning. Like, it's not the majors. <laughs> yeah, some parents are crazy. You know oh, jeez. So. Now, did you grow up in Draper? Because, okay, here's the thing I didn't know. Okay. Did you go to Alta High School? I did, yes. I did, too, and I <laughs> never knew you went to Alta High School. Yeah, I graduated in 2002. Oh, in oh my gosh. So we probably had some of the same teachers, which I wouldn't be able to tell you yeah. any of their names, but I'm sure we had oh, the same see, teachers. People, like, history teachers, like Ward, and they did dual team teaching for, like, AP history. I think I had all, it was his name, Allred? He was, he was formerly yes. a polygamist. Yes, a polygamist <laughs> guy, yes. yes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. We had the same guy. That's so yes. funny. <laughs> His son played <laughs> basketball at Utah, and he was deaf. Yeah. I remember that. Yes, yes. 
Yes, the story of him, like, leaving the polygamous faith because yeah. he broke his leg and nobody showed up at the hospital, and he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, he, like, escaped. So, it's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So, so wow. crazy. That's so funny. That's okay, crazy. we'll have to exchange Alta stories because I had no idea we went to the same high school. So when did you graduate? What, where did you graduate? I graduated in 2009. Okay. What about Nick? 2006. He so he might have even... Okay, so still not overlap. Might, he might know my younger brother, huh? Ian. Oh, oh that's okay. true. They would have Probably. a lot more overlap. They might. My brother, Ian, graduated in 04. Because my brother won state. He played baseball in high school. He mm. won state his senior nice. year. So... I bet you Nick knows that, maybe, probably. Because usually have, like, the big assemblies, you know? Yeah, maybe. Because Nick, Nick played tennis. Okay. So I would Tennis, yeah. No My brother, older brother played tennis at Altair. Oh, cool. Because Altair used to be really good at tennis. They won, like, six straight state championships back in, like, the late 90s. My brother was there. Oh, so your whole family's like pretty into sports then it sounds like adam yeah yeah it was <laughs> and kim knows this i'm addicted it's 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 like <laughs> a, it's a passion of mine <laughs> i try to tone it down a little bit obviously with having four kids at home but he yeah, doesn't I'm, watch that much i stay in tune though i'm on espn a lot like i listen do to you play it. fantasy sports at all i i not i used to do a lot of fantasy football mm-hmm. not anymore I used to do, like, fantasy golf. I do, like, the brackets, right? Yep. Like, March yeah. Madness. Like, we're doing them this weekend. We were at Ikea tonight, and I was, like, checking the scores. <laughs> I was like, oh, is my team going to win? You know what I mean? Like, like, like my brother played be, uh, uh, tennis at Utah State. Oh, okay. My older brother did. Um, my oldest brother played football in high school. I played... I, I didn't play, like, any, like, specific sports in high school level, but I played, like, junior jazz and like rec golf and a few other things. Awesome. And then my younger brother played baseball and football in high school. So Yeah. Yeah. So Elizabeth and I have this segment called Lightning Round. Okay. Where we just ask you guys five questions and you both have to answer. Okay. Um, okay, so Bowie, you want to start off? Sure thing. Uh, so if you had to describe your partner in three words, what would those three words be? Okay. Um, hardworking, fun, and I'm trying to think of how you would describe, like, you like to do family home evening patriarchal, but not in a negative mm. way, because I really have issues with that word. But, okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. This is funny. That's funny. Okay, go. Um, let's see. I would say driven, mm. um, hardworking, and she is just loyal. Mm. I like that. Okay. What are the biggest factors that contribute to each of your happinesses? Uh, sunny weather. <laughs> um, purpose. Mm. I like to have. I'm, I just like vacations are fine, but I like getting the laundry done, cleaning my house, doing my job, doing my work in my office. Yep. Um, Being productive. And, and lots of hugs and kisses from my kids. For me, um, it's just doing things like Kim knows me like this. I like a person who likes to go do things. Mm-hmm. I'll take the kids out once a week. Like I'm a person who likes to just go do things, right? Yeah. So we'll like we'll go to like Thanksgiving point with the kids. Yeah. Uh, like golfing. golfing. Like that's my that's my biggest hobby is golfing. Movies. You went to a movie today went for the first movie. time in over a year. Yeah. And then just like yeah, I'd say like quality time. Probably besides that quality time with my family. Yeah. Probably makes me happiest and just doing things outside of home sometimes. That's awesome. Okay, next question. What is your biggest fear? Men in gorilla suits. 
She had it ready. She was ready. It happens more often than you think. You see people dressed as gorillas, and it is terrifying. More um, often than you I, think. I can still remember what? one time we were like going, I don't remember where we were. We went on this like date or something, and this gorilla oh. guy ran past, and Kim was like, Oh no, we were at the movie theaters, yes. and someone was dressed as a banana, like probably a high schooler, and someone was dressed as a gorilla. And I grabbed his hand and like sped walked into the theater. I was like, What was is like, going on? What is on? going on? Did you see an ex boyfriend? What are you doing? I wouldn't talk. I didn't want to pause to explain because they smell your fear and they will come after you. (laughs) They smell your fear. I'm telling you, once you have a fear of people and and all masks, really, all masks I have issues with. But for some reason, uh, monkey or gorilla masks. But once you just they're they're all over. Oh my god! I didn't realize they were all over. But I'm, I think, feel like I'm going to see him now more. You're going to see him now. How about you, Adam? A fear for me. Oh, man. This is it's going to be hard for you, <laughs> Mr. Halloween. I know, <laughs> right? Exactly. I'm like. I know. We're not the, that was not obviously not an existential fear of like global warming was probably like. I don't know. Maybe failure. 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 It's probably mm-hmm. what I'd say something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. What quality do you see in your partner that you wish you had? Oh, just more ability to, like, relax and have fun. Mm. That's not easy for me. Let's see. Probably be more, um, expand my knowledge more. Mm. I'm pretty dang smart. (laughs) She, like, she, like, she, like, she she listens to podcasts, like, all varieties of podcasts and those things. Yeah. I'm like the one person's like sports. Yeah. You know, like, expand from that, you know, like. So, like, a thirst for knowledge, kind of. Yes. Okay. Uh, next question. What do you wish you could alleviate from your partner to reduce stress or difficulty from their oh, life? Oh, to make their life easier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you could remove something from their life to reduce stress. I wish I could uh, take away some responsibilities so he could go golfing more. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could like alleviate her getting like anxiety or those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. During like, Especially during like the winter months. Yeah. I know she has a hard time during the winter time when it gets dark and cold and do you get seasonal depression yeah, yeah yeah which is like maybe it's all in your head but then a sunny day happens and you're like i feel so happy what is the difference oh it's sunny so i guess it's not all in my head if i'm like the happiness comes first before the realization mm-hmm. of like what's causing it and it's just no it's very real so lame but it's very real yeah it's, it's like very real. very real yeah look at seattle <laughs> such a weird a lot thing of to people have in seattle you. that have that problem yeah I beg Adam to move to California all the time. <laughs> maybe now, maybe now he could work from anywhere. Hey, hey. I mean, think about it this way. Think about it this way, Adam. If it's sunny more often, then you can go golfing more often. Am I right? That's right. But it's more expensive in California. And a happy, too. A happy wife makes more clothing sales, and then you can afford oh. it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we'll wind on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Hey, thanks so much for chatting with us. It's been so fun. Oh, we've had so much fun. Okay, bye. And now for a piece of the Grandpa Interviews. What's something you always wanted to do? Fly an airplane. When we were flying overseas to the Philippines, we started 
getting low on gas. We were supposed to go to Guam and refill at Guam, but we wouldn't make it. So we decided to land in this little tiny island called Kwajalein. Just a small island. You could walk around it in maybe half hour to hour. He says, we got to come in. But he had too much fuel. Could tend to stop real quick. And we couldn't get the flaps to come down. So it meant we landed faster. So we, here we are tearing the flooring out of the plane where you walk on to get down to the wind where the, the gears are for the plane. And we just couldn't get them out. Just couldn't get, couldn't get that thing out of jam. So the flaps couldn't come down. They wouldn't come down. I finally said, all right, lock it up. We gotta go in. We had to practice on how he was gonna land. And if he run out of runway, we'll land in the other ocean. So we circled around, he circled around, make sure he got all the fuel out he could. Okay, we're going in, so everybody turn your chairs facing the tail. And that's where we're going in. Strap in tight. So we went in. He landed and landed good. He didn't run out of runway. Went the full length of it, mm -hmm. but he still had a little runway left. And I've often wondered about that. Everything I can think of where my life is in danger, no fear at all. And Lowe said the same thing. When he was in Korea, where he got wounded and everything, and said they were, they were moving in on him. He said they were probably going to get run over, boxed up in those little dugouts, and they were dropping napalm shells in there. He says, we were a bit afraid. Everybody's busy getting their guns right, make sure everything's loaded, because they were going to rush their compound. He said, we just waited for him. And then we was sitting talking about that in the cafe, and this Barney guy came in, and he got in the worst. They parachuted into Utah Beach during the invasion of North Africa against the Germans. And that was going to be hell, you know. And he asked, well, Barney says, was you scared when you went into Normandy to drop in? No, not a bit. And I've often wondered about that. There's somewhere in your mind where you you block out possible death. You don't worry about it. Because I look at that during the Martin Luther King riot. You know what's right? They were hundreds of them just across the street going to come over. And there we stood, about 20 of us, where they could each took a bite out of us, and that'd be it. They threatened to come across. And there was one bit of fear not one bit. And we watched them and figured just how many we'd get before they, they got to you. And uh, that's the only two instances where I was facing death. Never bothered me one bit. So that's something that I've often wondered if fright, if that's not something just, you're probably more frightened afterwards than you are before it happens. What have you been afraid of in your life? What I got right now is dementia. Where I'm more afraid know? of that than anything. But it's so common now. You see a lot of people, they get old, they start getting forgetful. My brother Clark, 
he got Parkinson. He, he had a rough time with it. He thought one time he was on a cruise that rest stop. Yeah, he had a rough time with it. I felt bad for him. He didn't recognize his wife. That was hard. It wasn't hard on him because he didn't know, didn't know what he was doing. But losing Lois would be hard. That would be hard. She's been so special. I don't worry about anything else. Dying, don't worry about it a minute. Might be next week, might be next year. Might be five years now. But I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now get back to work, you bunch of Genefes. Let's see what our sunset looks like. We get, All right. we get beautiful sunsets. This might be one of those special days. <laughs>